Welcome to the Come Clean Pod, a place where we take the taboo out of TMI. We're stripping away shame and eradicating embarrassment through conversations held with honesty, humor, and humanity. We're your hosts. I'm Holiday. And I'm Mando. Come with us while we do our dirty laundry. having like warfare desk warfare because (sighs) i have i've been using his desk to do recording because it's just quieter down here but we have like a hundred other desks in the house so last night when he came home he was going to do some more work and he's like why do you keep using my desk so we keep like unplugging the other person's like equipment and like it's a little war that we're in right now. Isn't that fun? Forget desk warfare. You want to know what our biggest <laughs> marital current fight is right now? Yes. This is ridiculous. I don't know what this says about me, but when I do laundry in our primary bedroom, we have <laughs> um, like our in our actual main bathroom, there's a closet where we keep all the towels. So when I do laundry, I open the door. It's just like a bifold door. And so I open it and put the towels away and leave it open. And it drives him insane. He's like, why can you not shut the door? I'm like, no one can see it except for me. Like, unless you're peeing or pooping, that is the only person (laughs) that's going to be bothered by it. I just like don't understand it. And so he told me literally, he said, if you leave it open one more time, I swear to God, I'm going to take it off the hinges. I was like, that's literally the best threat ever because then I don't have to deal with the door at all. And then he told me that he's going to take it off the hinges and lay it on top of me while I'm sleeping. (laughs) Honestly, if he does that, I'm going to have to think of like the best comeback ever because I I don't care. I hope he does take it off the hinges. I don't want that stupid door on there anyways. It's annoying. I go in there a lot. I totally agree with the with just not having a door. But if there was a door and it was not closed, that would would be mad. That would send me over the edge. Like I I can't because then it's like it it like jars me like there's something unfinished we have like all these like things and I guess when you just like live with someone for so long I'm sure this would happen anyways with anyone that you're living with like we have all these little things where like I get pissed when he like leaves his like butt imprint in the pillows and doesn't fluff it (laughs) when he gets up like that makes me so angry so butt print (laughs) But yeah, it's so true. You know, and when you get to that, well, hopefully it sounds like you guys have cute and funny ways, even if it is sometimes like fighting, but you have ways where you get it out and it doesn't get to that resentment place where you're like, what do they call it? The um, the saltine, the saltine place where it's like, or the cracker fight where it's like, you just hate somebody. You, you're so mad at someone that like, you can't even stand the way they eat crackers. Like, look at them over there eating crackers <laughs> um yeah so i guess this is like a good segue into talking about kind of what's on my brain today about female and male energy mm. um yeah like not just not just in marriage either right like this mm. can apply to all different kinds of relationships and relationship with ourselves but leaning and in and out of male and female energy and what that means. So this has been on my brain a lot lately because I have come to a place in my life where I feel like I've primarily lived in a very masculine energy or a masculine role. 
And what Mm. I mean by that is I am like a go-getter. I'm a doer. I'm a push-up against the energy-er. That's just kind of always been who I am. I'm a very action-oriented person, which, listen, I attribute to a lot of reasons why I have come to the place in my life because I've always been sort of like that push-forward kind of gal. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of oldest daughters have that energy. Yeah, it's so like they, interesting. We have to make a way in the world. We have to figure things out, you know, because I also have presented as like the male masculine. I have presented with my more masculine side in my life where like I've had to make the decisions. I have had to dictate where things, when things happen, where we're going, what we're doing, um, how it's going to go and drive the ship. And I actually read a book about... Um, the book has a terrible fucking title, terrible title, but it explains the energies pretty well. Um, it's called Getting to I Do, right? Like terrible title. Um, well, before you even say what the book is about, I feel like it's about getting ma- like by getting to the place where you get married. Yes. <laughs> and no, it, you know, it is and it isn't. It It doesn't even accurately really represent like the meat of the book, but it basically explains how in either in ourselves, how in ourselves we have to make a choice of if we want to be in relationship, whether it is with a man, a female, a non-binary person, it doesn't even matter. But we have to decide which energy we want to lead with and which energy we want to receive. And we have to sort of sort of commit to it because the universe always wants balance. Relationships always want balance. It's like osmosis. If you took science class of like areas of high concentration will move to areas of low concentration to even it out. It is it is the universal principle. It will happen. So you can't come in with a masculine energy as a female, I'll speak for myself, and then find yourself with a female energy guy and then be like, well, how come you're not taking charge? How come you're not making dates? How come you're not you're not making plans for us? Like, well, yeah, because that's not the situation that that you got into. So basically what she explains is you can't have it both ways. You can't be the masculine <laughs> energy. I'm gonna literally fall off my chair right now. <laughs> like you can't be the masculine energy and want to be treated like the feminine energy. You have to give up some control you have to give up you have to let you have to let your partner be the masculine energy oh my god if you want to be the feminine energy and for me like even just saying that now and i read this book years ago i want to throw up a little bit like that's so scary that is so but that's like how can i trust that how do i But I, in my experience of just like testing this out and trying, like I, I talked about this in the podcast that just, well, when you guys hear this, it'll have been a little while, but our third episode, Morning Pages, how when I do operate on my own, regard like without another person, when I operate on my own in a more feminine energy of like going with the flow and allowing what comes and not scheduling and and forcing and driving and my life feels better and i i i feel more alive and i'm connected to the earth and the universe and i 
I, I notice more and I, I love it. But what I need to work on is like, okay, how can I stay in that in relationship um, to another? I'm like literally like, uh-huh, yeah, mm-hmm. Because the huge word that comes up for me when you say that, and this is literally what I'm currently working on, surrendering. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm saying this about, I'm saying this as a soul in a female, in a, in a woman's body. That's how I identify. Like I'm a woman here on this earth today. That's who I am. But surrendering into that energy of like the the female it's like it's like an actual art because it yes. brings about literally everything that you think only action will do and it's mm. actually literally the opposite yes and so do you know how hard that is for me it sounds like it is for you too <laughs> and for all of us when the messaging that we are being that we are receiving lately, especially in the last five to 10 years, is like, smash the patriarchy. And like, I mean, obviously, like, we're talking about balance. And I think that that's a little bit where all of this gets really messy, because it's so leaning to one side or the other. And the surrendering is the piece that actually can unite both male and female energy together. Yes. And what I think is really important about what you just said is that the messaging that a lot of the messaging that we get is filtered through the patriarchy. Like mm -hmm. and the patriarchy being this this overarching system of a society run by men for men, get gate kept by men designed for them by them, you know, for generations. If they run the companies, if they run the media, if they, you know, if they put out things that make sense to them and behoove them and and that's why we need movies like Barbie mm -hmm. made by women for women and we saw, you know, we saw the billions the the billion dollars that that movie made. Like this is what happens when we when we put out content for women by women, it rarely is allowed to happen. But like, look at the power of it. It's amazing. So it's not that we don't do things, but we need to or that we just surrender to what's being put in front of us because we need to be conscious and not surrender to something just because there's something to surrender to. Surrendering to the divine masculine energy and then divining design surrendering to toxic masculinity that's i guess that's what i'm getting at I, is like 100 to, to a a divine masculine like an ult, like an ultimate masculine a healthy masculine energy is very different than quote unquote like red meat football like what we think a masculine has to be divine the same energy thing as trying to be what a what a female energy has to be i was just i just googled like the feminine traits and the masculine traits which i already knew but i wanted to see what the internet had to say and 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 they describe feminine energy as nurturing love receptivity oh, oh my oh. god i'm not good at reading <laughs> i just sounded <laughs> out like i'm five years old receptivity compassion care and like mothering earth nature flow creating like if you think about like what the female energy 
brings to life. If you think about it in terms of life, it makes sense. And it doesn't have to be in a cis female body. Mm -hmm. It can be in anybody. And the cool thing about the Getting to I Do book is they were like the uh, a male, a penis haver or a non-binary person can be the person who has these energy, tra- like these traits. Mm-hmm. It just has to be in balance in the relationship, oh, just like it, it can be in the body. I couldn't agree with you more on this. And I've had experiences, too, where I have been the more masculine role in the relationship. And of course, then I'm like, well, how come like you're not the one providing for me. And how come I'm the one like taking on the decision making and being the go getter and the person who is going to coordinate? And how come that's me? Well, it's Mm -hmm. because that's how I was presenting in that relationship. But I've also had moments too, where I've been in relationship and felt the opposite. Like I've, I've not wanted to surrender to that divine feminine energy because it does feel very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I think is so smart about what you just said about divine energy and I guess what, how, what else, how, what can we call the opposite of that? Like the mundane, like constructed, (sighs) constructed energy that we, I think as humans, like put in a box and think of masculine Mm. and feminine, (laughs) like, like they're the, issue with that is that it's almost like manufactured and i feel like that Mm -hmm. comes from a place of insecurity and the need for power and control in relationships so how can there cannot be balance because someone is always trying to win at whether who like someone is always trying to win in a way of masculine versus feminine so hence the patriarchy hence feminism hence all of these kind of mixed messages that we see. And you know, what's really interesting to me is I feel like if you can kind of like separate yourself from it, you're able to see both sides. And if you can kind of wedge yourself in there through the spiritual essence of let's find the divine piece of this and sift through like manufactured, constructed thing that we keep fighting about yeah because it's not real exactly those are toxic traits those are the things that are getting us into trouble today anything that we try to if if it's 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 exactly what you're saying is like if we strip away or melt away any sort of construct any sort of like definition and we just get quiet and get within ourselves it is energy. It's just about energy. And then we're using words to try to describe it. Like we're using words like uh, the male creates structure and holds the space for the woman to be allowed to create and, and explore. Like we're just using words to describe the way some people's energies want to be. So in reality, if we could just all stop pretending, stop acting, and we could all just forget that forget that i mean because the truth is nobody nobody wants you nobody wants you if you're not being yourself we just kind of think that so if we could all really remember because it's and it's also just remembering Mm -hmm. remembering our own truth and getting comfortable with that and moving through the world as we are and listen i 100 percent agree with you 
And I think that a lot of what has happened in our lifetime around the patriarchy, the feminist movement has been necessary. I'm not saying that's not at all what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that I hope that we all can come to a place where we start to question ourselves about the deeper meaning of it. Well, well what, how do, yeah, well, how do I because want to exist in this world? What is true for me? And then your energy speaks for itself. The connections you make speak for themselves. And you, you are surrendered. You don't need to find yourself in a relationship and then say, okay, I mean, I guess I'm kind of unintentionally, I guess, I like in trying to make bring this back to a real world example, I'm thinking like I've, you know, in the times I find myself in a relationship, I meet somebody, I think I like them, <clears throat> I try them on. And then I'm like, okay, I think maybe I could, I think maybe I could try to try to surrender, see if they're strong enough to hold me. I think, I think I can try to open up and, and, uh, and then they drop me. Ugh. Right. They are. And listen, I, they I, are, I Matt, they they don't have the energy enough to to hold the container for me to allow my feminine to come out dress here. And I again. think there's there's a huge. It's like what I'm hearing both of us say is like there are times when you have to recognize another. I'm using the word male as an example, but I'm really talking about energy here because I've also had females mm -hmm. in my life that I've been attracted to that have had very masculine energy. So mm -hmm. almost Absolutely. forget that sort of example. Um, That's a huge part of it is just forgetting that it that like their, their genitals bodies. are not involved here. Like it's, it is. Right. So there have been I'm just going to use the word men as as a blanket statement here in my life where I have, I did not recognize up until now the difference between this like manufactured constructed energy that we're talking about that like is the patriarchy mm -hmm. and also divine male energy. And I do believe that every single human being on this planet like holds little pieces of it, right? We all yeah. hold little pieces of, we're not all perfectly divine, like we are perfectly divine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we have to strip away these layers. But there are examples out there where like people will find themselves in toxic relationships. You have to recognize that. And mm -hmm. and if there are toxic relationships and there are there are like relationships that are dangerous and that you have to recognize that like, you know, like mm -hmm. traumatic things that like are that constructed energy that that's like that's not a time to surrender and try to lean into balance. I'm trying yes. to. There not every That's not every situation is one to devote your spirit to right. and and try to evolve into and and grow through and work through. Like and not, in those situations, I think the most divine feminine thing you can do is walk it, away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dan dance away, float yeah. away. Whatever yeah. you have to do. Because I actually this is this is actually interesting because I was watching um there's a woman I follow on Instagram and her name is Layla Martin and she also has a podcast called um This Tantric Life. She's been a tantric practitioner for like 20 years. Um she's she's very interesting and she shared yesterday a reel where she was talking about how she how she the prayer that 
first of all, she talked about how she described the difference between an intention and a prayer and how a prayer is an intention, but it's an intention with conversation between her and the universe. Like that's how she describes the difference. And the this is the prayer that she used to connect her divine feminine to like in her case she was looking for her king and i know for a lot of people that might sound like eye rolling or like oh like gag mm. but i know for myself i've done a lot of work to get comfortable with a lot of these concepts and like up until well, I was at your house. I was very dead set on like, I will never get married. I will never live with anybody again. Been there, done that. I mean, i not been married, but like living with someone like been there, done that. Like, can't imagine this ever being attractive or comfortable. Like I, until very recently, was not at all interested in domesticity. But I do in my soul believe in deep relationship connection like a divine connection where two souls can meet each other and choose each other and respect each other in like a holy Mm -hmm. not w-h-o-l-y i'm not gonna spelling um but like h-o-l-y like a holy connection where you choose each other over and over again and you see each other the way best friends do but in an even deeper capacity because you also share your body with this person and and you mm-hmm. you know I could talk about this for hours but moving on I'll go back to what Layla Martin was saying where she shared this prayer that she practiced to bring in her her version of a king and basically to me a king just means like someone who acts like they have created a kingdom And they are holding the space like they understand the value that they can bring. They understand the responsibility. And Mm -hmm. that's I mean, that's what I God, I hate even it feels weird to even admit this. But like, that's kind of the only thing I'm interested in. I'm also only looking for that. Like, I am willing to take the responsibility of a queen. And I'm only interested in someone willing to take the responsibility of a king divine masculinity divine femininity and and so she has this prayer that she says that and it's bring me the highest love the deepest sex the most beautiful partnership and i will do whatever it takes to to make that happen and i add i changed the words a little bit at the end but then she says the next like three minutes of the video is like and you can add anything about like but it will not include any abuse any trauma um yeah and she explains that a lot and she's like i know for me like I, she was like i've done the work that i know that for me when i say i'll do whatever it takes that none of that is included because i've been practicing this for 20 years and i've been through stuff and and i just know what my baseline is but if you don't have a firm enough grasp on that like add that statement absolutely so being in your queenhood or your divine feminine like it doesn't mean accepting oh my god oh my god so i have to tell this story really quick and it's just it's reminding me that you know there's so much research out there about like 
early childhood and the formative years for young children and the roles of other parent parental figures in their life and how those obviously affect them, like their cognitive, intellectual, social, emotional, like all that development between the years of like from the time they're born until about eight years old. Mm -hmm. And like just I'm kind of feeling into early childhood. And of course, there were positive like male influences in my life. Of course, there were. I think the thing here is, though, that the idea of consistency for young girls, especially having consistent, positive male figures who can express this divine nature that you're talking about without the because obviously the woman that wrote that is an I'm assuming a grown woman. Yes. So we have this idea from early childhood about what that looks like. And so the other day I came downstairs, I was cleaning up the house and my both of my young daughters were playing wedding. And I thought, first of all, I just thought that was so interesting because again, like my girls are very much girls. Like they play nurturing roles when they're playing, mm-hmm. they're playing house, they're playing all, all of the cafe toy. with Rapunzel. Yes. And they were playing wedding. And so my oldest daughter was pretending to be the officiant. And so Gret, my younger daughter, Greta, was sitting in the chair and she's just pretending to be the bride and she's all dressed up. And um, Claire is giving the speech and she says, and so everyone here, this is the moment that she's been waiting for 24 years, her whole life. <laughs> of course, I'm laughing too. But I'm thinking to myself, like, I just like, it's so influential from a young age, this idea mm. of like, what our partners mean and like mm. what a wedding means and that, you know, your whole life is like wrapped up in this yeah. one big moment. And it's, you know, it's funny to be an older, more mature adult woman on the other side, being like, <laughs> you know, it's not your whole life, but yeah. it also it is because who you choose as a partner, mm. like you're saying, we have to know that we have to have these little like caveats it can be like i'm looking for my king but i don't want any bullshit trauma mm-hmm. but i don't want to be his mistress but I don't yeah. be, like and i say that like jokes aside because i have been in so many not healthy relationships mm-hmm. where you know i've really put myself aside i've just really put myself aside i, I guess that's mm. that's it end of end of s- sentence and this idea of union between male and female energy is like a new way of thinking. And I think Mm. that it's so important now as a parent, I see that like, I hope that I'm showing that to my children now because I feel like, again, not having consistent positive examples of that in my life growing up, that, that, that really affects a person yeah. and how they view the world. <laughs> and even having even having consistent male presence that uh, that appearingly was positive, but my dad my parents are still married. My dad was there every day, but he had significant um injuries and to his back like de- deteriorating um back injuries, so he was in pain, significant pain. And 
suffers depression. So that also forms like if you seem to be a burden on mm-hmm. the man in your life or when you show up and they are not happy or like you have to try to like make them happy and then you go out in the world and you're like who can i make happy like that is a fucking toll and it's like a secret it's like a secret you're keeping you know you're like weighing in on it with yourself (laughs) this actually reminds me this is a ridiculous example but it is an example of having a real time divine conversation so in the last like two years I have had to really lean on my husband, my partner, for financial support. And I think that that's like another thing that a lot of women don't want to talk about or admit because Mm. we're supposed to be independent and financially strong and like have all of our shit together. And I think to admit that feels like some sort of a failure on some level. Mm especially because for my entire life I've primarily supported myself but then I imagine it's so confusing it's so confusing because and again this is just my experience I did for myself and I and listen I don't want to make it be like we are all I believe like community made in some way like mm-hmm. we do not 100% figure it out on our own I certainly had help I've certainly had partners in the past who have helped me financially to get to a place where I could do my own thing. And, but primarily like, yeah, I, I forged that for myself. And then you meet someone and you merge your life together. But if you merge your life together unknowingly without having the male female energy understanding, let's Mm -hmm. forget the conversation. Let's just talk about like your own internal understanding of it. If you don't have that, this can be a very confusing time. And it was for me where I have primarily in the last two years given up my role of someone who financially supports the family. And I am now leaning into a more nurturing role as a mother and a home manager, whatever role you want to take to talk about. But it didn't, that wasn't always the way because I was always fighting up against that energy until recently. I say in the last like six months, I've felt more attuned to it. So this is the story. So when we get our mail and it's bills, I normally take the bills that are addressed like to my husband and I put them like in this little mail slot. So I know their bills. I know they're like just bills, right? Like Mm -hmm. the light bill, the trash bill, whatever. And a lot of them are are on auto pay, but our trash bill is not. Okay. So I take this trash bill and it would come in and I would be like, because normally in the past, I would pay the bills, right? Like straight from the account because I was the one doing that. And so I was like hiding the bills, like hiding the trash bill because I didn't want to bring it up to him and be like, we need to pay Daddy, our trash. can you pay the trash bill? Daddy, can you pay the trash bill? Yeah. I was like, I will not fucking do that. So if I hide it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but it wasn't like I was hiding it on purpose. I just was like, it was like one of those things where I just was like, if I put it away, it's not real right now. Mm-hmm. It's like not opening your bank account because you don't want to know how much money is in there, right? Like, so 
later on, at some point, he's like, hun, what are all these bills? We're like, we haven't paid our trash bill in like six months, like almost like eight months. What is going on? And so I like lost it, right? I like, I think I started crying. I'm like, I don't want to ask like for money. He's like, but you're not like, it's our, our trash bill. Like, and like, you know, we, we pay it. You don't pay it. Like, we had a really serious, so like, it's a funny story, but like, we had a really serious conversation about how that made me feel, hmm. you know, really vulnerable and really like, you know, like I wasn't contributing. And he's like, well, you know, and, and I recognize it, right? Like, of course I'm contributing. Yeah. I'm doing Basically, a lot. Yeah. You I'm have doing a full-time a job of taking care of your house and your kids. And yeah. And he's also pulling his weight. But I think like, you know, surrendering into that to just be like, hey, like, I love you and I appreciate you for supporting our family and for doing this right now. Like, I don't need to hide the trash bill. So <laughs> that's that's all. That's all we have for today. That's all we have for today. Thank you for listening. You Thank guys you are the so bomb much. diggity. We'll see you in two weeks. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with us today. Come Clean Pod is produced by Ando Hawthorne and Holly B. All ideas and opinions expressed are evolving and should not be taken out of the context of the larger conversation. We're always learning and will continue to do our best. Take what you need. Don't worry about the rest. If you like the pod, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us together on Instagram at ComeCleanPod, Ando at yours truly Ando, Holly is at HB Lionheart, or email us to ComeCleanPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening. Until next time.